Hi, I'm Georgia, and welcome to Faith and Friends. I'm so glad that you decided to join me in my conversation today. Together, we're going to laugh, maybe cry, and use this time to grow stronger in our faith while hanging out with some really awesome humans. My prayer is that these conversations spark a deepening of your faith, and your soul truly feels refreshed. Welcome back to Faith and Friends. We are here with season two, and I'm so excited because we have two very special people in my life joining us. Oh, they have changed my story. They've changed my life. The Lord is just using them in such big ways, and I had to just share their awesome selves with y'all. So introducing Dakota (laughs) Logan and Delaney Degelow. What's up, friends? All the Faith and Friends community out there, we love you guys. Glad to be here, Georgia. The drum roll was incredible, Georgia. I think I'm gonna have to start doing that more often. I can't. I don't think I can do it like you can. We can practice. We can practice. We'll practice. So Dakota and Delaney help run the college ministry of our church, New Vision. It's called The Point, which (laughs) Jesus is the point. So, Mm. (laughs) you know, and it's super awesome. We meet on campus on Tuesday nights. So if you're in the area and you are in the college age, come and join us. We would love to worship with you. Um, Really, as we started season two, I was asking the Lord where we should start. And he said, well, Georgia... It's back to school time, but it's a little different. So you should you should probably talk about right. what that's going to look like. Like, why do you need to get into community? Because I've shared with our friends on here a little bit about my story is I really didn't have community before college. Like, I didn't have a high school ministry. Wednesday nights no. weren't really a thing for me. But then coming to college, oh my gosh, I can't imagine doing life without y'all. And I can't imagine what my life would look like. And I don't want to. And so today... <laughs> I just kind of wanted to talk about the importance of spiritual growth in college. Yeah. Cool. I love that. That's such a big topic, Georgia. I love, obviously, uh, as two uh, people that work in college ministry, we are big fans of that topic, but I'm excited to talk about it with y'all. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, then you're probably in a place in your life where you want to grow spiritually and you're seeking Mm. wisdom for your faith. But I was not in a place whenever I was at least first starting in school where I was thinking about spiritual growth in college, I was thinking about everything else, but that. And so maybe I can also shed a little bit of light, you know, into, to what you might be tempted to be pulled towards this, this semester as well. But but yeah, Georgia, I think this is a, this is a time where I've seen it over and over again, that God uses this life stage. I think more than any other to either draw people back to him that are kind of drifted away um, you know, whether it be towards the end of high school or even in your first couple years of college, drawing you back in this season, but also just, I've seen so many college students that are just taking off in their faith journey and in their walk with the Lord in this season of, yeah. uh, of life. And so I think it's really important to be in, in tune with that and see what God might have for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. And the world will say, oh, just get it out of your system these next three, four years of your life. Like it's, oh, yeah. it's your time, but really like... I've, I've noticed, and I've seen the fruit of this, whatever I put into my life in this season is going to sustain me for the next 30 and 40 years. Yeah. So it's like, okay, how can we make the most of where we are? Because it's on purpose. And so Dakota, you went to MTSU, like tell me the beginning of your journey and how the Lord really was like, Hey there, Mr. Logan. (laughs) 
Oh gosh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, um, yes, I did. I am, I'm a true blue alumni graduated from MTSU and, you know, I, I tell, I tell students that, especially if, if you've grown up in a Christian family, grown up with some element of faith in, in your life, it, it's not like a lot of times college students just wake up, you know, their first day of school or the first day of a new year. And you're just like, you know what? I'm never thinking about Jesus ever again. And I'm running away from the faith. It's typically just, you're not prioritizing it. And so it's one small decision after another, that's kind of leading you astray. And before it's this kind yeah. of slow fade that happens. And before you know it, you turn around and you're like, how the heck did I get here? Mm. Like I am so far from, from, from the Lord and so far from where I know that I need to be. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, my, like I took it, I, my first two years were a wash. I mean, mm. I wasted my first two years of school. I was not concerned about what the Lord was calling me to do or the opportunities that I had to, to build the kingdom in college. I mean, I'm just going to be real with you. I hope this isn't too raw or whatever, but like my, my main concerns, my first couple of years was, Hey, where's the next party and who's the next hookup. And that was mm. really what I was, I was going after. And it, and I thought I was getting something out of that experience. I thought I was getting the, the co- you know, the stereotypical mm-hmm. college experience. But really what I came to find is that I wasn't gaining anything. I was losing a whole lot. Yeah. And there was a whole lot of damage that was happening in my lives and the lives of others. And so it's a big time of, of regret. Um, but the Lord snatched me up um, and I was introduced to this, to this ministry called The Point going into my junior year. And, um, the Lord used just that community, since we're talking about that community of people and specifically a couple of leaders in that ministry, um, the Lord really used to draw me back and, um, to really give me a a clear understanding of the gospel for the first time. And Mm -hmm. so I would say that my relationship with the Lord started in college. Mm -hmm. Um, I truly started to follow Jesus when I was in college, um, and the Lord continued to work and started a phone call to ministry. And now he's, he's allowed me to lead the point you know, this many years later, which is, which is a really cool full circle thing, but, um, it's definitely been a journey. So yeah, yeah, for sure. What do you think like freshman and sophomore year Dakota, like if you could talk to him, what do you think he needed to hear? Oh man. Um, (laughs) I, I, I honestly, like I probably just needed someone, someone to sit down with me and tell me how much of an idiot I was being. Cause mm. I, I was, I was so good at like, at faking it. Mm-hmm. Like I could, I could come and like, you know, you know, talk, talk the talk and, mm-hmm. you know, c- come to church and put on my, put on my Sunday face and that, and that type of thing. And I would do that occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I think that I really just needed so- someone to sit me down and, and show me um, what was, what I was losing. But honestly, I probably wouldn't have listened like mm. I, I just I had to get to a place where I realized what I was doing was foolishness um and there probably wasn't anything anyone was going to say that was going to help me to understand that I think it was just a complete work of the Lord in a place where I got to a really low point and he showed me like all right well this is what you're reaping from this mm. you know and, until I think I saw I saw the result and the consequences of that I probably yeah. wasn't going to listen but I, I would just um I, I probably would have said you know Hey, the decisions that you're making now, specifically when it comes to your faith journey, you're going to be reaping consequences for years mm-hmm. and, and you're throwing away an opportunity to that you, the Lord could really use and leverage what he's gifted you with uh, that you could use for his glory. And you're being really selfish with it and making it all about you. Um, yeah. And man, you could have such an impact in this season and that could change the eternity 
of lots of people and you're throwing it away. You know, I think, I think if someone would have sat down and told me that I would have really kind of thought about, you know, really what was at cost or really what was, you know, what, what was there to lose. And I think that that, that may have helped to wake me up, but it was, it probably was a stern talking to is what Mm -hmm. I really needed. Well, stern talking to, that always helps. But us girls, see, I don't know if if that would have helped me. I need a little, like, pat on the back and it's going to be okay. Like, Delaney, Delaney, what was your, like, college experience like with community? Wow. Okay, so I'm a little, I'm, like, kind of in the, I'm in a different realm. Okay, so I was the girl that got bought in in high school, literally loved, capital L-O-V-E, loved my high school ministry, was bought in, actually felt called to ministry summer camp before college. And I was like, okay, God, like, this is a lot. Um, But I got to college and I was like, I am just going to rock this college game. Like, I am ready. I'm rearing to go. Like, I had a great high school experience. Like, Lord, what do you have for me? And then reality slapped me in the face and I was not happy about it because I thought it was going to be so easy to say no to temptation. I thought community was going to come my first weekend. Like I thought I was going to walk into a church and they were going to be like, Delaney, welcome home. And I was going to be like, thank you guys so much. (laughs) Where's my name tag? Like, I'm ready to be a part of the fam. Like, let's do this thing. And it didn't happen. And I was just frustrated because my roommates kind of were like, okay, Delaney, we'll come with you if you want, but we're not really into this whole like church game. But I was like, okay, you can come with me. It's going to be great. And I like set my expectations so high that I was going to walk in and I was just going to instantly like fall in love with the church and it didn't happen. And I was like, Oh, Oh no. Um, so then I just started going through the motions of just going on Sunday and sitting in the back row because I was like, well, I was comparing like the churches in, I went to UT, go balls. I was comparing the churches in Knoxville to the church I had at home. And I was like, I'm not getting that. Like, why, why isn't there like a perfect replica of where I came from? And so then I went through this major cycle of like wanting community. Like I wanted to be accepted so bad y'all. Like it was Mm -hmm. ridiculous. Like I wanted to be in the center of every group. And I wanted to find these places that felt like home. And I was so confused about why I wasn't finding that. But then I started realizing I was half-heartedly searching for community. Mm -hmm. I was doing it on my terms and I wasn't praying about it. And I wasn't trusting the Lord about it. Instead, I would just go on Sunday and say, this will do. And so I did that a lot my freshman year. And I kind of like lived for the summers. Like I basically put it on pause freeze until I would go home. And then I'd be like, Oh, I'm back home. Like, this is great. And then I would get refueled. And then I would go back to school and it would be like, wah, wah, just because I didn't set my eyes on the Lord and set my eyes on community. I set my eyes on myself and like what I wanted and what was convenient in my own life. And so sophomore year was when Delaney just took a dive because I was running on empty Um, because I would wait for my home church to refuel me. And then I'll go back to school and just try to search for belonging in all the wrong places. So I remember it was second semester of my sophomore year and I was burnt out y'all. Like I was already at that point where I was living for the summertime. I finally found a college ministry, but wasn't really plugging in. I was just showing up. Um, and sophomore year, I was like, okay, well, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll find this community that I'm looking for in a sorority, or maybe I'll find it in a different friend group. And I stopped looking to the church to fill community. And I started looking everywhere else. And then it took about two months before I hit rock bottom and was like, this is not, this is not it. This is not what I want to do. I don't want to be looking for community in all the wrong places, but those things are great. And those organizations are great. But if you're not like 
setting your eyes on the Lord and having people that are holding you accountable and encouraging you it from the Lord's word, not people's words, um, you're going to burn out. And so that's kind of my college experience. It took me until about sophomore year to really realize the importance of consistent community that's yeah. in your city just doing life with you because you can't rely on the people back home to always tell you what to do. That's really good. I love that you said there's a difference between showing up and getting plugged in. Yeah, that's that's huge. And I think all three of us, like why we're here is because we love this and we've seen the fruit of like what it, what it means when you plug in, what it means when you get involved with a small group. Like my first small group was Dakota's small group with his wife. It was my favorite. She makes the best muffins. Oh, amazing. Amazing time. And then, cause I'd never had like a small group before. Honestly, couldn't even tell you what that was. I was like, what is a group that is small? I was like, I don't don't (laughs) understand. But now it's like, okay. Okay, I, I see what you're saying, Georgia. I see what you're saying, Delaney. Dakota, man, God has done so much in your life. But what does scripture say about community? Yeah. Well, first of all, one of my favorite things to look at, just as a generalization, is if Jesus didn't do life alone, why do we think we should? Mm. And that has been one of the biggest yeah. things that has changed my life. Like, if Jesus had 12 disciples doing life with him, why in the world do we think we should do it solo? Don't know. My drop. My drop. Yeet. Um, but another verse that I love is in Ecclesiastes 4. In Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10, it says, Two are better than one because they have good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Mm. And y'all, that was me in college. I fell flat on my face and I was like, who's going to pick me up? And everyone was like, we're too far away to pick you up. And I was like, oh, this Ooh. is bad. But that's why, like, Jesus it constantly embodies the importance of having community because if he, like, kept 12 people around him to just love and encourage, and those 12 people, they did life together, we shouldn't do it alone. But also, college is hard. Like, sometimes you are going to trip and fall, and you're going to fall hard. You are yeah. not going to have a, a glamorous movie moment. It's just going to be rough. So that's why it says, like, woe to the one who falls and doesn't have anyone to pick him up because it's inevitable yeah. that we're going to fall. Mm-hmm. It's inevitable. And the blessing of community is that you have those people to pick you up and push you back in the right direction to make sure that you don't turn and go back to the world. They push you towards the Lord and push you down a path that's a little bit harder to walk. And so that's why I've seen through scripture just time and time again, that community is key to success for all of us. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. good. That's good. So one, well, there's a series of verses that that come to mind and in the new Testament, they're what, what I call these one another commands. So one of them is in First Thessalonians 5.11. It says, therefore, encourage one another and build yep. each other up. This is, in fact, you are doing. So we're commanded yeah. there to encourage one another and build each other up, right? I need guys to encourage me and to build me up in my faith. And mm-hmm. I need to have guys in my life that I'm encouraging them, building them up. Mm-hmm. But, so how, how can we, and there are 59 of these one another commands in the New, in the New Testament. Wow. So how can we live out these commands that the Lord's called us to do if we don't have anyone in our lives that are, are one another's, right? So how, how could I yeah. encourage one another what I'm commanded to do in this verse if I don't have guys around me to do that? And so right. for us to, to, to live biblical Christianity, to live it out, we have to have community. Mm-hmm. We have yeah. to have people around us. And, and I would say, I would say this, this is something else that I would have told um, my freshman, sophomore, uh, Dakota, is that, listen, like, just watch the type of community that you have, that you have around you. Um, mm-hmm. Proverbs eighteen twenty four says this: One who has unreliable friends 
soon comes to ruin. Mm-hmm. But there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And, yeah. and what, I, what I found after my first year and a half, two years in school, is I realized that I, I had around me what I called a community, but they weren't true friends. They were just drinking buddies. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. when, whenever my priorities changed, those people fell to the wayside and they weren't there for me. Um, and so I would say, pray, pray right now that the Lord would bring you a group of friends that are full of faith that yeah. can encourage you. I mean, ask the Lord, I mean, write it down. Lord, bring me a group of friends that are full of faith. I think of the paralytic um, in Luke five, the paralytic that his friends carried him to Jesus. Like mm-hmm. I want a group of friends that whenever I'm down, even if I believe that the miracle can't happen, people that are going to pick me up and carry me to Jesus. Some friends yeah, that are full sure. of faith. I think that's one thing that'd be so cool for you guys to do going into this school year. Yeah, yeah, that's so powerful. I I can literally like name my my paralytic friends that have helped me through seasons in yeah. college because it's hard. And you know where I met those friends? I met them at the college ministry. You know, awesome. that is where my community has come from. And those are the sweetest friendships because, and I've said this a lot on here, but people say that you're the combination of the five people that you hang out with the most. Mm. And number one, I want that to be Jesus every morning when I wake up so that where I go, I'm just giving off the aroma of him. But the other people that are speaking into my life, I want them to also be filled with him so that they are giving me more of Jesus and less of the Mm -hmm. world. And so that was all so, so good. So, so Delaney, <laughs> like you yeah. were saying of, you know, instead of just showing up and getting plugged in, all those good things, like, where did you begin? Because for me, I'd never moved before. And so I remember mm-hmm. my mom and dad were sitting down with me and they were like, okay, we're going to tour the school this coming weekend. We're going to go visit a church. And I was like, okay, like that'll be good. Where did you start? Did you look up ministries, college organizations, Mm -hmm. help? Yes, help. Help. Okay, so one good thing to do that I did, and I just wasn't like diligent about it, is either talk to your pastor currently or people you know to that go to the school. Um, because a lot of people have connections. So for example, like me, I was going to UT and I'm from like Hendersonville area, but I talked to some of my friends that went to Knoxville and I was like, give me three churches and three college ministries that I should try out. And that was where I started because it was people that I trusted who I knew that their beliefs aligned with mine. Mm -hmm. And I said, where did you go? But also like my youth pastor, I remember I talked to him like, Hey, do you know any people that like have churches in Knoxville. And so just talking to people, just asking them, because I ended up going to the ministry that they all recommended I go to is mm-hmm. the one I ended up going to. I just wasn't diligent about it at first and kind of tried to do my own thing. But I think the best place to start is going to people you trust and going to people who maybe went to your church or just that you knew that are going to your school. And even if you know, you're staying at home, you still have to find specifically a college ministry is so beneficial because it's people walking through your same season of life. Um, and the messages are more directed to you. So just talking to those people who are, have already done what you've done that have already made the jump that you have, because I think that they're going to be able to help you find a ministry that's going to meet your needs because they've already helped them meet theirs, you know, because they've already made that jump. If they're from your hometown, they've already made the transition that you're about to make. And so I would say ask for three or even just one or two, like give, have a couple options. Cause just cause they say like, Oh, this is where I go might not be a perfect fit and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But a couple options would be a good place to start. That'll be my two cents on that. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. And, and again, same, I just, 
I didn't prioritize it. It wasn't like on my list of things that I needed to do in my first few months at school. Like I was thinking, yeah. oh, I got to figure out what my, where my classes are. I try to make some friends. You know, I want to find, you know, uh, intramurals or whatever I was doing, right? I, I had all these things that I, that I wanted to do. Um, but finding a community of faith was not on my list. Mm-hmm. And that was like, that was where like me going off the rails began. Like that was the beginning yeah. of the journey downhill was me not prioritizing a community of faith because I didn't have anyone to pick me up when I fell down. I didn't have anyone to help me get back in line when I began to stray, you know, yeah. and, and people that love me that would, you know, I- encourage me when they saw me, you know, when they saw me messing up or whatever it was, I didn't have mm-hmm. that community of people. So I think just, yeah. just prioritizing that, like making that and listen, like, and Delaney, I'm selling this from you. You say this to our students all the time listen, like you going to your school this semester, you're not, you know, just a college student this semester that's on mission. You're like your primary reason for going to your school is not to get a degree. That's not why God has you at your school. You're not just a college student that is drifting around and, and trying to live on mission this, this year. You are a missionary an ambassador of Jesus that just happens to be a college student right now. Amen. Yep. And so mm. you, you making, remembering that you are a Christian first, you are not a yeah. student yep. first or whatever else first, you mm. are a Christian first. And so, so make, just make that a priority in your schedule, just finding, finding a community um, of, of believers. And for, for me, it was, you know, a friend invited me mm. a friend invited me in, but Delaney, I think there's so much wisdom in, and I mean, and listen, guys, I like guess, you know, it's 2020, you can go online and Google, Hey, college yeah. at MTSU. Hey, ch- churches in, you know, Jacksonville, Florida, or wherever you're going to school, you know, mm-hmm. like you can, you can get online and search up some of those things and, and listen, re- reach out to reach out. I, I love whenever like, this really happens to me, but I love when I get an email from a college student that says, Hey, I'm coming to, to Murfreesboro in the fall. And I would like to kind of hear more about, you know, your ministry and what you guys are about. That is so great because that speaks so much to me that this student is seeking it out. And I'll do whatever yeah. I can to help them get connected. And so, so find a couple of churches. Um, I love the recommendation, uh, recommendation that Delaney made of like, ask your, ask your pastor, ask your youth pastor, ask your parents to help you, whatever it yeah. is. And then send a few emails to, to some people say, Hey, I want to find out more about your ministry. Hey, I want to find out more about your church. What are y'all doing mm-hmm. with college students and start yeah. there. Um, but, but mm-hmm. make it a point in your first two weeks to get connected somewhere. Because mm-hmm. yeah. your, your first was, two weeks are going to determine the trajectory of your whole year and your first year and this, this semester, this year is really the season of your life is determining the trajectory. Like you said, Georgia, for the next long season of your life. Yeah. So I'll make it a goal in your first couple of weeks to find somewhere to plug in. Yeah. And I love that because let me, for those of you that are going to college for the first time or you're transferring or whatever, I would say first weekend, make it a priority and it's okay if the church the first church you go to isn't the perfect fit. Like it's okay to go to a couple of different places, but I would also say to some of you who maybe already have been in college for a while, it's never too late to find community. You just had to get it right your freshman year. And if you didn't, you Mm -hmm. messed up because like, even me, like I didn't prioritize it. Like I prioritized it my first weekend. I was at church, but I didn't actually buy in until sophomore year. And I know people that their senior years, that's when they found community. Like it's never too late to find community. You just have to prioritize it. And I'm still in this question from Georgia. Like she said, Dakota, what do you wish you told yourself? Then like, I wish someone told freshman year of college Delaney, like Delaney, first of all, it's not about you. 
it's never been about you and it's never supposed to be about you. And second thing I wish that I could go back and tell young Delaney in college was Delaney, you were never meant to blend in. You're meant to stand out. So it's okay to say that you're not like everybody else in college, because that was the thing I always wrestled with. Like, ah, I just feel like I'm not fitting in. Oh, sweet girl, then you're doing something right. Like if you don't look like the world, you're doing something right. And I think that's why it's so important for those of you who are listening. You're like, man, it's just hard being a Christian in college. It's hard being Christian. It's hard because you're Mm -hmm. not going with the crowd. You're going against it, but it's worth it. And so going instead of on a weekend looking for the next party spot, like it's okay to say, you know what? Like I'm going to look for a ministry that's going to love me well, because that's going to matter way beyond, like, I don't look back on the weeks of college where, you know, I put my AirPods in and walked to class and didn't talk to anybody. I look back and I was like, you know what, the the things I'm proud of at college were were when I chose not to blend in. It's Mm -hmm. the moments where I talked to somebody and invited them to come to ministry with me. That's what I'm proud of. I'm not proud for all the Netflix I watched. Like that didn't matter. Um, I'm not proud for the times that I blended in the things that I'm proud of and that I'm thankful for the times where I chose to be obedient and follow the Lord. And it's okay that you know, not all of us look the same, but the thing is, is we should prioritize that wherever you are, whatever age you are, whatever you're in college, just make a point to prioritize it now and to make a goal now, because it's okay that you don't look like the rest of the people on your campus, because we're supposed to look more like Christ, not the world. Oh, Delaney, I know before we hopped on here, I said, oh, I don't cry much. I'm like legit crying right now because (laughs) it's like, like everything you guys said also just really just hyped me up and encouraged me because man, it's my final lap. Like, I feel like we're Mario Kart and it's like, (laughs) and I'm like, yes, but then also I'm sad because, you know, this is it. Like my final year of school, like I'm pumped to get Mm -hmm. that piece of paper, but like, I'm going to miss my people. And because I've never been to a party in college. I don't think I've ever been invited, first of all. (laughs) But like, I wouldn't even know where to start. But like, I will never forget the weeks of knowing how much homework I had and knowing the deadlines, but also knowing that that is not an excuse because I wanted to make sure that above all else, I'm a Christian and I'm a child of God over a student and I need to prioritize him because he prioritizes me. And so when I look back, I have like no regrets of ever, you know, going to the point on a Tuesday night, knowing that I had a, an 8am on Wednesday or knowing that I had a test the next day because that was going to help me. Like I never will regret opening my Bible before I had to go to class or whatever. And so that really was super encouraging. And I want to talk about for a second, Dakota, you said something about like someone inviting you on a Tuesday Mm -hmm. night, the power of an invite. Like I I won the lottery when someone's like, Hey, do you want to go to coffee or Hey, you should come hang out with me and my friends or like, and then you got church. Like that's on a whole nother level. Like tell me and all our friends, how, (laughs) how can we do a better job of inviting? I think one thing we've really been talking about is being bold, like truly like reaching out to that college pastor, reaching out to those friends, going by yourself. Like that comes with a whole new territory of boldness. What would you say, I guess, to yourself or to me, anyone, what would you just say to just go for it? Yeah, I want to, I want to pin that for just a minute. And I want to come back around to the question you just asked us, Georgia. And I, I know that you're interviewing us, 
Um, but I want to encourage you because I've watched you over the last three years mm. of just how you've, and I'm going to get emotional, but oh, like no. how you've, how you've really stepped up and really sought to live out, you know, your faith in this season and just how you made it a priority. You're, you're a senior in college that, that mm. you have a podcast encouraging other mm. high school yeah. students, college students, whoever your <laughs> viewing base is, like encouraging them in their faith and challenging them in their faith. So I want to commend you and just say that I'm mm. super proud of you. And I yeah. think that you have, um, a lot of wisdom to share as well, even from your experience, because I know that you've like, I mean, none of us have figured it out, right? No. But, but you are, you are taking some, some really bold steps and, and taking some, some, some risk and, and being able to put yourself out there in, in this way. And so I just want to encourage you to continue on in this journey. And, and all of you guys that are listening, just, um, you know, I can't brag on Georgia enough and just really proud of her and, and what she's doing is how I've seen her grow in her faith. And so, mm-hmm. which I just want to say that before we kept moving, I felt Thanks. like I didn't really plan on doing that. I, thought, well, do that at the end. I was like, no, like, I just feel Ew. like I need to do that now. So like, so, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that again, as, as um, I know you're interviewing us, but I think that it would be really good for your, for your viewers to kind of hear about, you know, hear about your experience of, of coming and, and, yeah. you know, you talk about the power of an invite. Well, how, how did you hear about the ministry? I, I don't know. So I would love to tell you because like, you're my <laughs> pastor now. Like you baptized me. Like I literally like yeah, love you so much. Yeah. I was your dog sitter. Like, come on. I just <laughs> yeah. love y'all. Yes. Like literally y'all are family. And that's what church is. It's not a building. It's not a theater on college campus where we gather. It's the people. And like seeing his church inside of you has just been so beautiful and it's made me grow. It's challenged me. It's, it's pushed me. And so I was like, I like Delaney, you said, tell people like, uh, like ask your friends. I didn't even know anyone at MTSU. Like Mm. I literally barely knew my roommate. We were both new to the area. And so that was something that I was very nervous about, but I will never forget when I toured MTSU. I had this peace walking across the campus yeah. because I kept seeing all those little yard signs y'all have everywhere talking about all these different, I know all these different college ministries. And I was like, wow, like this is a public place and it's very involved and they, they like Jesus here. Like that's kind of wild. And so that really stuck out to me. And I don't know why, like all of the college ministries on campus are awesome. Like they're all great. But for some reason, the points sign, I felt really led to go. And I was like, I don't want to go by myself. Like, I don't know anyone. Um, because, you know, that that is hard, scary. you know, right. it is scary. Um, especially like, I'm sorry, but I'm just going to say it. Sometimes us Christians can be so intimidating because everyone's so oh, loud sure. and happy. And sometimes if you don't understand that, it could be very confusing to be like, why are you so happy? It's literally yeah, a Sunday morning at nine o'clock <laughs> in the morning. But then yeah. when you fall in love with Jesus, you're like, oh my gosh, I've never lived before. And so mm-hmm. I was kind of in that spot of like knowing I needed to pursue this, but I was like, And I remember (laughs) you guys had a Sunday morning service before school started the next day. Mm -hmm. And so I went and I was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. And 
then I started coming like every other week or so. And then I was like, I'm not going to miss a Tuesday. I made sure my schedule was good and I didn't have any night classes. I got plugged in with the connection team. So I was like really wanting to serve because I'd never done that before in my life. I'd never handed out a bulletin or like held a door and said hello. And so truly my life wouldn't, wouldn't be the same without the point, without the people, without your guidance and leadership, Dakota, because your first year at the point was when I was a freshman. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was my first year as a college pastor. That's right. I love that. And I want to like tag on to that because, right. So like you, you prioritize it, right? So you, you're just, like what we're challenging you guys are listening to do exactly what Jordan did. She prioritized it. She went, she saw the yards and I want to go and, but I'm, but I'm nervous, whatever, but, but she got there. But I think the turning point, Georgia, what you just said, and I'm encouraging you guys to do that this, this year at your school is to get involved and to serve. Mm-hmm. Cause I yeah. know it happened. What happened for me and every, to everyone that I see that volunteers that are our ministry, when you begin to use your, because if you're a believer and the Holy Spirit's given you gifts, that, that God has given you for you to build up the church, mm, right? For yeah. you to use, to encourage others and to build up the church. And so when you begin to use those and you begin to serve, whether that's holding a door, whether that's setting up and breaking down, whether that's making the coffee and cleaning it out when it's over, you know, wh- wh- whatever it is, um, you serving will, will make your ministry, your church, not just the place that you go. It, it, will, it will change mm-hmm. from, hey, this is just a place that I go to this is a ministry that I go to and that will change to, Hey, this is my ministry. This is my yeah. church. That's and that good. will be a turning point for you that I think you will not regret. So wherever you're at this semester, yes, prioritize it um, to make it part of your schedule, but then prioritize the, the chance to serve and to volunteer and to use your gifts. And I think that God will bless that in your life. And I, I think that yeah. you see that in his word. So I, challenge I, you to do that. I totally agree. And that's something that Delaney was really harping on was saying, Lord, it is not about me. And I think mm-hmm. that's really where you learn that is when you yeah. learn to, to just go fill up the baptism bucket thing. We got, what is that? A trough? What is that? Yeah. Thing? yeah. Like we when you, when, yes, the big trough thingy, like stuff like that. When you have to sacrifice, it's not really, well, I guess you sacrifice sleep, but like getting up on a Sunday morning, being at church at six 30 to rehearse for the eight o'clock service. It is so worth it because in scripture it says, humble yourself before the Lord. The Lord doesn't want to have to humble you, but he will. And he can, and he's done it in my life for sure. But he wants you to come to him with a spirit of humility. And you learn that through serving. That's what I've been yep. learning. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. And if Christ himself like was willing to be a servant, like, why do we think we're above that? <laughs> I think I have to remind myself of that. Ooh. Like, Hey, if Christ came to serve, like, why do we think that we shouldn't? Like, why do we, right. sometimes I think that we view the church as something that's supposed to serve us instead of us mm. wanting to serve the body of Christ. Um, and that's like something that I used to do is I was like, Hey, this church, like I'm coming here cause it's about me. And it's like, what? Like it's about Christ. And so if it's about Christ, you should come into the church with like open hands, like, Hey, like, how can I help? Like, how can, how can, yes, the message is supposed to be pouring into you because the Holy spirit and like through the word, but it's also something where it's like, Hey, I want to help build up the body of Christ through encouragement, but also through action. So yeah, that's really good. We're about like almost ready for school. Like it's about it's go time. So as we prepare to launch into this fall, I know y'all are definitely just soaking yourselves in prayer and and just praying over the campus and praying over us students. And like, I felt those prayers and I truly believe that's why I felt the the peace walking onto campus for the first time was because of your intentionality. And so, man, 
let's just talk about one more time how we are not just students that are Christians. We are missionaries that are on our college campus made for such a time as this. Like it's not an accident that I'm not done with school. And I've been like having to remind myself of that over and over. Like, okay, Georgia, the Lord didn't want you to graduate this year. You're graduating next year for a reason and this season needs you. So to my sweet friends listening, if you're a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, super senior, uh, undecided, (laughs) all the things, that's on purpose. And the age you are is on purpose too because whether your classes are virtual, if you're in person, if you have to smile with your eyes super big because you're covering your mouth or whatever, like where you are has so much purpose and the Lord has like purposefully orchestrated that. And so I just wanted to like talk about that because nothing's an accident. I don't believe in coincidences and I just believe that our God has just gone before us and Where whatever college campus all our friends are at, if it's a community college, online, international students, whatever. Like, I'm just so pumped. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, I can't believe it's here. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm like blown away that we're like at another fall semester. And like you said, like you're here for a purpose. And even if you're not in college yet, like be praying for college campuses because we want colleges to be set apart. Like we want to be like we don't want college campuses to look like the world. We want them to look more like the word. And I'm excited because one thing I would just encourage y'all with as if you're a believer, if you're not a believer, like in college, like earlier, Georgia, you were talking about like, okay, how can we like kind of reshape our view on community? Like what are some things that we can do to benefit it? I would say for some of y'all who maybe you're already plugged into a college ministry, remember that community isn't supposed to be exclusive and Mm -hmm. Christianity isn't supposed to be exclusive. And so as you're, maybe you're in a friend group, invite other people into it. If Jesus invited people into his community, like we should not be those people that are like, I'm sorry, this is our squad. And like, you're going to have to find somebody else. Like we want to be Christians that are welcoming and inviting. And Mm -hmm. we want to display the characteristics of Christ on our campus. And you can do that through your friend groups and inviting other people into your ministry, into your church, but also just into your friend group, because there's so much power in inviting people into your world. And so Mm -hmm. I'm so excited for college and I'm so excited for school to be back because you guys like even if you're online, whatever it is, like, yeah. this is such a cool place. Like college is one of the only time where the nations come to you, where people come to you from all over the state, all over the country. Like, this is such a special opportunity. College, whether it lasts three years for you or eight, like it's such a, it's a, such a specific season mm-hmm. where you have people that you may never encounter otherwise in your midst. And just know whoever's in your classes and sitting next to you or online or in your zoom, like that's not coincidence. So I would just wish like that I would have capitalized on that more in college that I would have been more bold, but also that I would have been more excited about the opportunity that the Lord opened up for me, that he allowed me to go to college, that he allowed me to be a part of that. And so I'm so excited for y'all because I love college. Oh my gosh. Like me, yay, like, uh, me shaking pom-poms over here, like painting my face, like not even in college anymore, but pretending I am like, I yes. love it. And I'm so excited and be praying, just be praying that the Lord will open up doors this semester yes. and that he would renew your joy and your excitement about your salvation. Like just be praying for yes. that as you're going back onto your campuses. Mm-hmm. That's, That's so, so good. good. Big praise party. Woo. Yes. Praise party. Like, wherever wherever you're at, and you know whether you're a high school student that's going back to school, whether you're new to college this fall, whether you're a turning college student, or wherever it is that you're at, 
I'll, I'll challenge you with, with this um, in, in not going into this semester with a good old days type of mentality. Like mm. what, what I mean by that is being discouraged about the things that are different and being discouraged about the things that you can't do. Like yeah, it's time for us good. to get past that. Let's, let's get off that train. Um, so, so don't, don't be walking in a good old days type of mentality. Hey, I wish it was like it was back then, or, oh my gosh, college isn't going to be what I thought it was going to be because of this. Listen, uh, Psalm 139, 16 says this, that all the days ordained, this is David writing. And he was like this, this prayer Mm -hmm. to the Lord, um, is all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. So uh, God has already like written this, this season of your life. He, he's, he's already got that written out. So like he has called you, Georgia, what you just said for just such a time as this, God has called you to walk through this season exactly where you're at. And I don't think it's for no reason. I know that yeah, it is right. for a reason. Like he mm-hmm. has a plan for you and he has a purpose for you. Um, so the question is, is not, does he have a plan or a purpose? It's, are you going to seek it and are you going to walk in it? Um, and so just really challenge yourself to say, God, like, I just open-handed God, what do you, what do you have for me this year? What do you have for me this year? Because I don't want to miss it that I want, I want to experience all you have for me this semester. And I challenge our college students, um, to have this type of mentality. Um, I call it, well, we don't, y'all don't use checks. I I hardly ever use checks anymore. I don't use a check, but it's called walking in what I call like a blank check mentality, A, a blank check. Like if I, if I signed a check and gave it to Georgia, and it, it was blank, like it didn't have an amount. She could she could write whatever amount she wanted to in it. I'm writing her a blank check. Wow. Like you could do whatever you wanted to with it. It could be for as much as you wanted. And so my challenge to us is again, this is an outdated illustration, but I hope you all track with me. Like you can just tell them, hey, look, hey, listen, my life's a blank check this semester. Whatever mm-hmm. you want from me, whatever you want me to do, um, however you want to use me, however you want me to serve, God, I'm in. Like my yes is on the table. Like my answer yeah. is yes before you even ask me. That's what it means to have a blank check type of mentality. So I just want to challenge you guys to, to, wow. to walk in that this semester. See what God has for you and, and seek it out. Um, mm-hmm. Seek it out and, and to walk in that because God is, God is moving. And he's up to something. And, and so, so don't miss it by, by sitting back and being discouraged and being frustrated. Look, look forward to what God has for you and be expectant. That is so encouraging. And you keep saying, seek, 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 which is so beautiful. And it's, it's my life first is Matthew 6, 33. It says, seek mm-hmm. first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you. Y'all, the degree will come. Like the piece of yep. paper will come. I know the papers and the MLA, the APA format, all the stuff, the scantrons. I get it. It's a lot. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Yep. And all these things will be given to you because he takes care of his children. He loves you. He literally knew you in your mother's womb. Like he, he made you for such a time as this to seek him mm-hmm. in college, in yeah. high school, wherever you're at. And that's something Dakota that I don't want to miss out on what God's doing. Like that scares me to think that I could be distracted by the world, to think that right. I can miss out on what is right in front of me. And that's the thing I've been talking with the girls about is, you know, I had a friend yesterday get engaged and then there was a wedding, you know, this past weekend, all these things. And, you know, my friends are getting into new relationships and it's like, I don't want to, as a girl that's 21, live in my life. I don't want to get caught up on the fact of I don't have something or it's not a certain way that I think it should be and miss out on the sweet season of the time with my friends, you know? And so it's like, things are different but different is good. 
because the Lord is not surprised by, by this at all. And, and man, he's still in the midst of it, doing a good work that he will see to completion. And so I'm pumped. Pumped. I just love that. And like you said, like, don't get so focused on our plans that we miss God's plans because he's got you right where he's got you for a purpose. And so don't Mm -hmm. be so fixated, especially in college, you guys don't be so fixated on five years down the road that you missed today. Mm. Be where your feet are, where your feet are is where you're supposed to be. So don't, don't miss opportunities that the Lord has for you each day and each season. Cause you're already fixated on when you have four kids in a car and a job and all these things. And, and I don't a mortgage, know, like, a mortgage, a mortgage. I don't even really but know what that is. I think we do. We get so fixated on it. Like I'm 24 and I do it all the time. I'm like, Oh my gosh, when I have kids and I'm like, Delaney, you are single and 24. We're not there yet, sis, take it down a notch. But instead of like fixating on these plans and this scrapbook that we've made instead being like, Hey God, my feet are right here. What do you have for me today? What do you have for me on my campus? What do you have for me and my friend group, my family? What do you have for me right here right now? Because he says to go, um, but he's telling us like, go forward in the right direction. So to know what steps to take right now, we have to be fixated on him. So yeah, I would say just be where your feet are, people. You got this. Let's go rock this semester. So good, Delaney. It's so fun. Delaney, I got to tell you one thing. It made me think oh, of something. Do. You were talking about like, just let God lead you through every day. <laughs> it made me think about all through college. I love to journal. Do you journal, Delaney? Oh, girl, do I journal? Yes, I love. That's my journal's the thing that has to listen to me at all points in the day. So I Same. love to journal. I'm like, God, here I am. And we're about to have <laughs> a little. Here. Yes. Um, so the one thing that I loved, and I've been going back and reading like my freshman journals and sophomore year to see just where the Lord's brought me from. Because man, remembrance bring, brings you to a whole new level with the Lord because right. you've seen where he's brought you from your Egypt to the promised land. Am I right? (laughs) So man, I was reading back and I remember like I would journal in the morning, which man, I had so much time on my hands. I would just pray in the morning. I'm like, Lord, I'm meeting so-and-so for lunch and -and so-and-so for coffee, (laughs) all these things. But then to journal in the night and be like, this is what actually happened. And then I met this person and then I walked and I ran into so-and-so and and man, I didn't know I needed that to see just the little moments that the Lord will take Mm -hmm. your path exactly where you're supposed to go. Even like if you walk a different way to class than you normally do. And so just delighting in the details because that's where he is. That's what I would just encourage all of our friends to do because it made all the difference for me. Yeah, girl. I love looking at the journals. Girl, when I look back my freshman year of college, I was going to be an HR rep. Look at where I am now. <laughs> you oh, can see man. The Lord directs your paths, people. <laughs> he sure does. Now you're here by streams of quiet water, and you said, thank you, someone. <laughs> thank you, Lord Jesus, because mm-hmm. my plans freshman year of college were a hot mess. And that's okay. That's okay. Now we're here and God is just so good. And man, I am, I'm so thankful for what you guys do. I'm so thankful for college ministry and just the season of life because it's so special. And man, Dakota, I can't think of a better way to end this than you, my pastor, just praying over all of us here with all of our friends, just as we dive into a new season. So good. Yes. I would love, would love to pray for you guys. Father God, I'm so thankful for the chance to get to want to just be a part of, of something that you've been building up in Georgia, Lord. And I just thank you for her faithfulness to, to live, to live this out and to take this step to, to begin this podcast. So God, I just pray that it would be a blessing to everyone uh, that listens. 
whether they stumble upon this episode right now before school starts or whether they end up seeing it uh, a year from now or whatever. God, I pray that it would just, it would encourage them to, to remember their purpose, Lord, and it's to, to make you famous and to make disciples. Um, and so, Lord, Georgia shared uh, one verse that, that I love so much. I think is a great way for us to think about beginning our year. Um, and I'll read it again. It's Matthew 6, 33. It says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. For I pray uh, that for all of us, all those that are listening, Lord, that we would seek to make you uh, the center of, of our lives, not just first. Yes, this verse says to make you first, but also the center of our lives in every aspect of our lives. So that, Lord, that you would be um, the center of, of this of this school year, Lord, that you'd be the center of, of our, our workplace. And, and as we seek work, or you'd be the, the center of our friend, you'd be the center of our relationship, you'd be the center of um, everything. And, Lord, that you would do something this year in our culture through a generation that wants to be about you. God, I wants to see your kingdom come and your kingdom spread. Um, and so God, I pray that this would be the beginning of something that we would see, um, or as we enter, as, uh, as we're in a new decade, um, Lord, in, in a really challenging and trying time, but I pray that you'd make yourself more evident than ever before. And all the things that have been taken away um, all things that are different, Lord, that it would be just a, a sign to those that need you, and Lord, that you would draw so many people to yourself, um, and that we would see revival in, in this generation, and we see revival um, in our world, God. So we ask mm-hmm. that you would do that through us. Mm-hmm. We love you. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. <gasps> Woohoo! That was the best <laughs> way to start off season two. I, I just, I can't think of a better way. Can y'all? No. I, I don't think so. I think we're pretty great. So I think it's a great way to start season. Big fan. <laughs> no, yes. Big so, fan. Thank you so much for having us. This has been great and so much fun. You're the best. Thank y'all. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I'd love to hear what your favorite part was. You can leave us a review here or send me a message on Instagram at I am Georgia Brown. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. More pep talks, words of wisdom, and fun conversations are headed your way soon.